and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Hovos Halevavo, Duties of the Heart, and we're in the gate of repentance, which is so auspicious for the month in which we are. And today, Rabbi Fakuda, he poses a question, and he says, is it possible to repent for every sin? Is it a possibility that a person can repent for every sin under the sun that he has committed? And so he says, <clears throat> in response to this question, there are two kinds of sins. So he says, the first kind is a sin that is against Hashem, that is us with God, which is the denial of God, the misguided beliefs, corrupted inner thoughts, violation of proscriptive duties of the heart, and many external duties, which the sinner, by not fulfilling the mitzvot, hurt no one but himself. Really, if you don't keep Shabbat, or you don't keep kosher, or you're not giving tzedakah, you're not hurting Hashem. The, the one that is hurting is you. Hashem is, was, and will be. He's, not, he's unchangeable. It brings glory to him when a Jew does a mitzvah, but you're not really hurting him. So this, uh, these desecrations that we commit uh, that are against God, they're forgiven in an instant. So if a Jew, for example, doesn't eat kosher, and one day in this month of Elul, which is so auspicious, a Jew wakes up one day and he says, you know, I think I'm, I'm blinether with no promise. I'm gonna try not to eat anything that is not kosher. I'm gonna, I'm gonna abstain myself from non-kosher food. So at that minute, instant, instantly, Hashem forgives him. He's forgiven. He's forgiven completely. And so the second kind of sin against one's fellow, that's a more complicated uh, situation because Hashem cannot forgive us for something that we did to someone else. So we know that during this month, we are really correcting three relationships. One is the relationship between us and Hashem. The other one is the relationship between us and our fellow men. And the other one is the relationship between ourselves, me with me. Because we can also do things that we shouldn't do to ourselves. Like when we say, oh, you're good for nothing, you're stupid. This sh should stop because it's sinful. You should not talk to yourself that way. You have to love your fellow like you love your, yourself. So if you don't love yourself, how can you love your fellow? So we see here that the second kind of sin against one's fellow, he's talking specifically, which involves some wrong or harm done to other people, whether to the person himself or to his property or his reputation, the sinner combines the harm he inflicts on himself by rebelling against God with the harm he causes to others. So he's harming a person, another person, he's harming himself too. And uh, Hashem, uh, he's rebelling against God. So he has to correct this. So as for the sins against God alone, it is possible for a person to repent of them while well, he's still alive. This is instantly. If he becomes aware of his failings and endeavors to right the wrong he has shown to his creator. So a person can, can, can do teshuva in an instant. You know, he's ready to die and in one second he asks Hashem to forgive him for everything he did wrong to him and in one second he's forgiven. 
So repentance should, if possible, correspond to the nature of the sin. So it, it goes hand in hand. Like the, the, the sin that you commit has a counterpart of, of repentance. It, it has to be um, equated, equi equivalent. So if the sin concerns the duties of the heart, as in the case of an evil heart, so, for example, misguided beliefs, bearing a grudge, if you bear a grudge against someone else, envy, if someone comes to you and asks for forgiveness and you don't forgive them, that is an evil heart. We have to be forgiving people. Uh, hatred and the like, this kind of repentance calls and involves cultivating a good heart. So yeah, if you're an envious person, so you have to work on yourself not to have envy of other people. It's, it's a job. And everything changes in, the, in, the, in your perceptions. So if you learn about envy, how envy works, why you're envious, you go to the root of the problem, right? And you correct that, then the next time you see your friend with something beautiful, instead of feeling envy, you're going to feel happy for them. So refining one's beliefs, refining the character traits, this is so important, to always be aware of your faults and desiring what is good for others, to learn to want good for other people. And you know what, when you really genuinely want the best for your friend, when you want the best for another person, when you hear that this person uh, sold their company and, 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 and you're struggling with your, with your, with your Parnassa and you hear that your friend became a millionaire from one day to the next, you know what? Be happy for him. Thank God. He, whatever it is, Hashem gave it to him, there's a purpose for that. And if I have to be where I am, this, there's also a purpose for that. I am where I have to be. So this is, this, this, this is done by refining, refining one's beliefs, the way you look at the world. And if the sin involves one of the members of one's body, as in consuming foods or, or having uh, relationships that are not, uh, not accepted, that they're prohibited by God, and violating the Shabbat and festivals or swearing falsely, then this repentance for it should be dem demonstrated in the same situation. So if you don't keep Shabbat, start keeping Shabbat. If, if you, if you, um, if you, um, if you violate the festivals, you don't keep the, the Yom Tov, start keeping the Yom Tov. If you swear falsely, stop swear, swearing falsely. Never swear again. Say, with God's help, you know? Don't say, I promise, I promise, I promise. Accustom yourself. So it is possible for a person, if he lives long enough and remains sharp of mind, to repent of all sins of this kind, providing that he sincerely wishes to change and to purify himself of his sin towards the Creator. So if a person really wants to return, a person really wants to change his ways, Hashem will give him the time, He'll give him the ways to be able to correct himself. So He says of him, the wise one said in Mishlei, if you are wise, your wisdom is your very own, and if you are a scoffer, you, you alone will bear it. But if the wrong is committed against both God and man, repentance is difficult for a variety of, of reasons. So, for example, in this week's in, in next week's parasha, in this week's parasha, Kitzeve, it says that a person is obliged if he has a roof, for example, that is flat, 
he has to put a, a fence around it, right? Because people go to the rooftops and a person can fall off. So if a person, this is a law of the, of the Torah, He's, Hashem is commanding you that if you have a flat roof, you have to put something around it so a person won't fall out of it. So if a person uh, uh, doesn't do it, he's a sinner, he's sinning, he's putting people in danger, other people's lives in danger. So what it says here that this repentance is difficult for a variety of reasons. God forbid if a person falls, then there's a problem. So the one who has been wrong may not be found, for example, or he passed away, he died, and you can never go and ask forgiveness, um, or he lives far away. The offender may lose the money he extorted and be unable to return it to its owner. The injured party may not forgive the one who caused him bodily harm or spoke disparagingly of him. The offender may not know who is that he was wronged or how much of a loss he has caused. So many people sometimes do things that they don't even know who they harmed. They don't know. Like I heard this week, this, this nurse in, uh, in, in, in Germany decided that she's an anti-vaxxer and she, instead of injecting the vaccine on, on the people, she put a, a saline solution. So imagine if 800 people, or I don't remember, it was 9,000 people, I think it was the news. Imagine if those 9,000 people, 300 of them died. Died because they, they didn't get the proper vaccine. And so imagine this lady killed three, three, uh, 300 people. She has no idea they died. So how can she ever do teshuva for this? There, there's, there's no way. So the stolen property may be mixed with his own, and he may not be able to extract it except at great expense, as our masters of blessed memory said. He once stole a beam and built it into a palace, the, the Beth Shammai says that he must demolish the whole building and return the beam to his owner. But Beth Hillel says that the, he only needs to pay what was the price of the beam. So if you can correct whatever needs to be corrected, you have to correct it. And if you can't, then it's, it's a problem. So it is also difficult to repent for a misdeed that one is so used to doing that it becomes a habit. Once it becomes a habit, it becomes second nature. It's so hard. It's so hard to, to break our bad habits. It's not impossible, but it's very hard. So it's also difficult to repent for bloodshed and the slaying of the innocent. And so whether by divert, direct violence or through slanderous libel, as in the case of Toeg in the city of Koanim, First, he slandered them, precipitating their end, and then he murdered them with his own hands, as it says, and Doeg the Edomite went to struck at the Kohanim himself. So if one causes, causes, because of his mouth, other people to be hurt, then that's a, that's a problem. So I see today in instant media, for example, sadly, many Jews, uh, that are anti-Israel, and they put terrible things in, in their uh, defending the other people. You know, keep quiet, don't be a part of that, because then you have anti-Semitic attacks that are horrendous, and it's because you're fueling that hatred. 
So you have to be very careful with what you say. So also it says if one causes financial loss to another by passing false information about him, repentance is not effective until one appeases him through monetary compensation or through words of conciliation. So if for example, a person was gonna do a business deal and the other person slandered, he said not truthful things about this person and his deal went off and he lost money because of his slander, then this person uh, won't be forgiven until he pays compensation to this person or, or he conciliates with him. Um, I remember once there was this Nazi that was dying and he asked Simon Wiesel to come to his deathbed. And he, Simon Wiesel came and he said that if he could please forgive him for all the harm he had inflicted on the Jewish people. And Simon Wiesel said to him, you know what, I can forgive you for what you did to me, but I cannot forgive you, give you forgiveness for the six million Jews that died. It's impossible. Who am I to forgive you for these six million Jews? And all these families that were left orphaned, the children orphaned, or women without their husbands, or parents without their children, who am I? I cannot give you that forgiveness. Only, only these people can forgive you. Not even, not even Hashem can forgive you. So repentance is difficult for one who has uh, relationships that are not uh, Torah-abiding relationships. For example, adultery when a married woman goes with a man that is not her husband and God forbid she gets pregnant and then she has a child with this man, there's, there's this child spiritually is, is gonna suffer a lot. It's gonna suffer a lot. So the harm is done. There's, there's no way to, to take away the, the pain to this child. So repentance is difficult also for a person who has grown accustomed to speaking lies, slander, and gossip. So a person that is always uh, slandering and doing la shonara is very complicated because this person doesn't even remember what he said. He's so used to it that he goes around the world talking about other people and he doesn't even remember what he said about another person. So of him it said, if one of them comes to see me, he utters empty words, while his heart harbors evil. When he goes out, he gossips. If you see a thief, you befriend him. You keep company with adulterers. Your mouth you release for evil, and your tongue you cleave to deceit. You sit and slander your brother. You malign the son of your mother. And the later passage says, it equates gossiping with stealing and adultery. It also says, for they are adulterers, everyone mocks his neighbor. So being a person that brings Lashonara to the world is a very complicated uh, sin to forgive. It says that there's two sins that really, okay, maybe you change your ways and you never again talk bad about another person, but the damage that you created is, is not, it's not, something that is cleansed in this world. And when a person passes away, then the, his soul has to go to, to purgatory. And in this place, he's, he, he, he goes through a process in which the stain that he created is cleansed. But it's not so simple. So repentance is difficult 
For one who leads others astray, this is the worst one. When a person makes other people fall into bad behaviors, into bad ideologies, for example, a person makes someone go to a cult and, and start going to this cult. Nowadays, there's cults everywhere, like you, in, in, everywhere there's a cult. When you grab yourself to something that is not Hashem, it's cultish, it's idol worship. So when you lead people to these type of things, then the, 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 the repentance, the teshuva, is, a, is not that it's never able a person to repent. Hashem always forgives everything, but the cleansing process is painful. It's a, the person has to go through a, a suffering to be able to get rid of this. So of the same class is one who is capable of promoting right conduct. So now Rabbi Pakula is saying the other way around of cautioning people to go against evil but refrains from doing so because he hopes to obtain money from them. So for example, if you see someone that is doing something that is wrong and you don't say it, it's as if you're, as if you're doing what he's doing. It falls into that category. So, uh, so it says here that we have to be careful. We have to be careful. We have to act completely in the other, on the other way. If a, if, instead of making people fall into sin, uh, empower people not to fall into sin. Uh, instead of saying something derogatory about somebody, you know, say some words of Torah. The world will thank you. So every, every sin has a counterpart. And, um, and so, yeah, we have to learn about this because it's important. When you know the, the consequences of your actions, uh, hopefully you'll think 20 times more before falling into this. So I want to wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Thank you.